Welcome. This is Better Edge, a Northwestern Medicine podcast for physicians. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing therapeutic options for patients with functional movement disorders. Joining me is Dr. Catherine Lefevre. She's an associate professor of neurology at Northwestern Medicine. Dr. Lefevre, it's a pleasure to have you joining us today. Please start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you came to Northwestern Medicine. So I've been at Northwestern since August of last year, and I joined the movement disorder group. Um, it's been a great experience so far. One of my main motivations for joining Northwestern was to start a specialized assessment and treatment program for functional movement disorders, um, which has been one of my uh, longstanding interests and was trying to focus more on this disorder, for, uh, which not a lot of treatment options um, exist around the country. Well, thank you for that, and it is such an interesting topic. So for other providers, what is a functional movement disorder? Functional movement disorders, and also FMD, can present with loss of control over normal body movements. And the symptoms are uh, quite variable and can include um, tremor, jerking movements, painful muscle spasms or dystonia, uh, weakness, and gait and balance problems. Uh, FMD often start pretty suddenly and can be quite disabling. And as opposed to different or other movement disorders we treat, uh, the symptoms are often caused by abnormal brain processing versus permanent brain lesions and can be reversible with treatment. Oh, that's so interesting. So as many people know, functional movement disorders can be difficult to manage and treat. Why are these conditions often misunderstood? Tell us what Northwestern Medicine's Functional Movement Disorder Clinic is doing to help advance the understanding and treatment of these conditions. So FMD can be difficult to diagnose, as you said, and, and the reason is that they can really mimic virtually any disorder in, in neurology. Uh, patients are often initially seen in the ER because uh, the disorder presents so acutely. It might get a workup for stroke initially. Uh, and people who are not trained in, in seeing patients with movement disorders can often not be sure if what's really going on. Um, however, there have been diagnostic criteria determined for SMD and for movement disorder specialists. The most important thing to reach a diagnosis is indeed a history in bedside examination. So we often don't need a lot of additional testing, uh, but a really uh, good examination by an experienced movement disorder specialist is key. Um, so once the diagnosis is made, their treatment uh, needs to be started as soon as possible for, for the best outcomes. And unfortunately, access to treatment is a huge problem uh, really throughout the U.S. Uh, so what our uh, clinic provides, we um, see patients at Shirley Ryan Ability Lab um, twice a month. This a multidisciplinary team that uh, includes myself, a psychologist, and a rehab team, including physical, occupational, and speech therapists. And we not only assess patients, but provide a detailed plan forward, but can include either outpatient treatment or a more intensive approach, um, usually in a day, uh, day rehab setting. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the multidisciplinary team. Tell us a little bit more about why this is so important for these patients specifically, for the evaluation and for treatments. In previous times, we often referred patients simply to psychiatry, 
because the condition was often understood to be purely psychologic in etiology. Now, our research and thinking about these disorders has really shifted, and there have been trials, mostly coming from the UK, showing good benefit from physical therapy, with the caveat that it needs to be modified to this condition. A large trial from the UK is actually currently underway, and uh, the outcomes look very, very promising. But again, the treatment, I kind of like to describe it as psychologically informed rehabilitation uh, treatment. So we're really trying to marry mind and body medicine with the treatment and this condition to help patients regain the control over their movements. So an integrated approach um, can be very, very successful and really trying to uh, teach patients movement control, again, coming from uh, both uh, rehabilitative approaches as well as from cognitive behavioral therapy-informed approaches. So as the recently opened Northwestern Medicine Functional Movement Disorders Clinic, tell other providers what they can expect when they refer patients to your clinic and what makes it really unique. So we have a a two-tiered referral process uh, for patients who um, do not have a diagnosis yet, who want a second opinion about their diagnosis, we would see them at the Northwestern Movement Clinic, uh, either myself or one of my colleagues, and uh, uh, essentially review all records, get a history and examination, and help in reaching the diagnosis. Once the diagnosis has been made and the patients are interested in in treatment, we see them at Shirley Ryan Ability Lab in the multidisciplinary team that I mentioned and determine best uh, treatment. We will also um, plan to have more research options available to help us um, understand the condition better. But um, yeah, we have a referral process in place uh, where we review medical records and then decide in which setting the patient is best uh, seen. Well, tell us then some of the exciting advances that we should know about, some of the innovative technologies supporting your work. What, what treatments are you using now? And tell us about your outcomes. Are they effective? What are you seeing? So before I came to Northwestern, I was in charge of the Movement Disorder Clinic at University of Louisville. And um, there we had an inpatient rehabilitation program uh, that actually was only a one-week, very intensive program, and we saw very encouraging outcomes. We had indeed um, over 75 of patients achieving significant improvement in their movement symptoms with, uh, with just a very short treatment intervention. Now, things are often more complicated in the long term, and in addition to the movement symptom, uh, patients often have associated mood problems, chronic pain and fatigue that can require longer treatment interventions. So one of the hopes that's um, associated with the new clinics here, I'm in the process of establishing uh, multi-center collaborations, and we try to uh, learn more about uh, how patients, what commonalities patients share, but also what differences, and integrate neuroimaging into kind of assessment of patients uh, and other markers to learn how patients differ, develop biomarkers for disease monitoring, and also help us to individualize treatment better and achieve best outcomes. So tell us a little bit about any research that would impact the future of treating those with FMD and what else you'd like providers to know and take forward to help their patients. 
they have definitely learned a lot about these conditions over the past five to 10 years. And especially neuroimaging has been uh, shedding very uh, new perspectives on our thinking of fun uh, functional movement disorders. Uh, so many imaging studies have shown differences in limbic and motor pathways and, uh, for example, showing increased connectivity between the amygdala and motor planning centers. So you can sort of think a bit of a, a, a super highway of how emotions can drive abnormal movements. And uh, more research is definitely needed not only in um, imaging work, but also understanding differences in sensory processing and interception in these disorders. Uh, many patients are very easily overstimulated by lights, by noises, by crowds, uh, which makes it very difficult for them to navigate in the world and uh, live their life. So I, I think of it as abnormal brain balancing. It's a kind of a overload of sensory information that affects um, a processing of information and motor planning and emotional processing. So I think there's uh, uh, several different ways where we can uh, still learn and refine our uh, understanding and treatment approaches. One very interesting modality has been transcranial magnetic simulation. There are several uh, groups uh, trying to directly influence brain pathways that way, and uh, although this is still in its infancy, it holds promise for uh, future applications. So what I would like uh, providers to take away from, uh, from our conversation is that I would really encourage everyone, uh, every neurologist specifically who sees um, patients with movement disorders or with weakness to educate themselves about functional movement disorders and learn how to diagnose it and educate patients about it uh, because many patients need to see multiple providers before getting a diagnosis, uh, get often conflicting information uh, which uh, contributes to the stigma about the diagnosis and delays the treatment process. Well, thank you for speaking about advances in radiologic imaging and how they've helped augment your diagnostic and therapeutic capabilities. And before we wrap up, can functional movement disorders be cured? What do you see happening for these patients? A cure is always our ultimate goal for any disease. And uh, fortunately, uh, with SMD, many patients can have good outcomes, the appropriate treatment, and uh, uh, under better understanding of the condition. Uh, unfortunately, this is not always possible, and for uh, some patients, this uh, remains a, a chronic condition at this time. But uh, because there's no permanent lesion in the brain, no permanent structural damage, there's a lot of hope that we will be able to achieve good outcomes in the majority of patients in the future. That's great. Thank you so much, Dr. LeFevre, for joining us today and sharing your incredible expertise. Thank you again. And that concludes this episode of Better Edge, a Northwestern medicine podcast for physicians. To refer your patient or for more information on the latest advances in medicine, please visit our website at nm.org to get connected with one of our providers. Please also remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Northwestern medicine podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole.